You're listening to Better at English, episode 37. Hi, English learners. Lori here, your teacher from betteratenglish.com. In this episode of Real English Conversations, you'll hear part two of my conversation with Kyla. We're discussing a book that we both really liked. It's called Daily Rituals by Mason Curry. The book describes the daily routines and habits of 161 creative people, people like writers, painters, musicians, philosophers, and scientists. Even though I love the book, I can only recommend reading it if you're an advanced learner of English. This is because it has a lot of direct quotes from sources that use very old-fashioned or difficult English. For advanced learners, it's super interesting, and the chapters are all very short, so you can have the satisfaction of finishing a session even if you don't have much time. But it would probably be too challenging to be enjoyable for learners at lower levels. You can still enjoy our conversation, though. In this conversation, you'll hear a lot of American English idiomatic expressions and a bit of slang. There are also many examples of a politeness strategy called hedging. Remember, this was the first time Kyla and I ever spoke, so we were being careful not to be too direct. Listen particularly for language like kind of, sort of, and I think. Hedges like these keep us from sounding too direct or firm in our opinions. As always, you can find the full transcript, including a bonus vocabulary lesson, at betteratenglish.com slash transcripts. Okay, here comes the conversation. But yeah, Daily Rituals by Mason Curry. Um, and, and I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and I, that book came out of blog posts, didn't it? Like, was he blogging... I believe the story is he's he's a he's actually a published author, uh, quite a prolific author, I think, in um, in like magazines and things like that. And he did have this blog that I guess started out just as some kind of personal interest, right. and then someone got in touch with him saying, "Hey, dude, this would make a really cool book," and so yeah. he did the extra work to to turn it into a book. And I'm glad he did because it's really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really interesting. It is. And, well, it's, hmm? No, you go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was I was just going to say it actually kind of makes me really, um, why wasn't I a writer? It seems like they have it so easy. <laughs> the, is that based on, on reading about the habits of writers in the books? Or, yes, or the book yeah, I'm exactly. That was by by the end of it. It was just like... Yeah. Like, uh, that's funny well, you had that reaction because I actually thought that writing seemed really, really freaking hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like really hard. I guess some of the things that, that struck me, that uh, all the things that the write, writers do to try to make it easier on themselves, like I really, <laughs> the one thing, I can't remember which person it was, but there was someone who was like totally taking Benzedrine, which is, I oh. guess, apparently Adderall. Right. And after yeah, reading yeah. that passage, I was like, hey, man, I want to get me some of that stuff. <laughs> How can I, that's my problem, too. I can't focus. I can't concentrate. Like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and and coffee as well. I, yeah. I was surprised at how many people really depended on stimulants like coffee. Yeah, and it seemed like every like pretty much every ritual was like, well, I have my coffee, and then like, who was it? Like the guy that would have, uh, maybe it was uh, um, Kierkegaard who would have like. I don't know, his butler had to choose the coffee each day and then justify his choice. Oh, like I think it was the cup. Oh, it was the cup. He had to, that's right. It was the cup. He had to justify why that cup was Yeah. Just. Can you imagine working for a dude like that? <laughs> like that's part of your job is to choose yeah. the cup and then explain to his satisfaction why. Why you chose it. That was the cup of the day. Yeah, I can't. I remember the the passage, but I can't remember who it was. Well, that's exactly. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, hilarious. <laughs> but what what is it that you think? I mean, you're obviously a creative person. You play guitar. You mentioned you're you're creating an app and and learning uh, coding. Yeah. Um, what uh, is it that you think drives people to want to read a book like this? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, well. Um, definitely you want to know what other people, like, what are other people doing? What's working for other people? Maybe someone else has, uh, you know, other creative people have clearly dealt with the same problems I'm dealing with. So what, what is that other person's solution? Uh, I think that's a big drive. And one thing that I didn't, I wasn't expecting to get out of the book, but that I really, uh, something I really appreciate about this book is um, you sort of feel a connection to other people. Uh, you really realize, oh, yeah, these like creative people all go through the same problems and, and have the same uh, sort of obstacles they need to um, get through, they need to defeat. But then also I was really... Uh, like as someone who's always had a job or various jobs to keep the bills going, it was really inspiring to read about how many, um, like Muzorksky was a pharmacist. He had a family and a nine to five and he managed to, you know, compose a huge body of work that's right. still listened to and enjoyed today. And it kind of really made me feel better about, uh, how my life is going, I guess. And the amount of, um, yeah, the amount of creative people who it's like, no, we just need to find a little bit of time every day and we are able to create and still sort of go about keeping a regular life. Um, yeah, I, th I thought uh, that was really striking in the book as well, that the idea that even if you do have to work a regular job, you know, just to pay the bills and, you know, we all have to, to pay our bills and our yeah. living and, and, but maybe it's nothing to do with the thing that, that you burn for, you know, with yeah. your creative passion that even if you can just find the little time you can every day, or maybe not even every day, maybe a few times a week that those hours add up. That's right. Over time. Yeah. And like, even I think it was, I think that's how Agatha Christie worked as well. I mean, who, who is like super, super, super prolific and successful by any measure. Um, she was basically just this married woman who was even kind of embarrassed about being thought of as a writer or just that's found right. 
the idea of writing embarrassing and she would sort of sneak away whenever she could to some quiet, undisturbed place. And, um, and I guess it even frustrated journalists because later on when she was successful, because they would want to take a picture of her at her writing desk and she didn't actually have one. (laughs) (laughs) But it was surprising how just that, that little bit every day and, and, people who stick with it, they eventually are able to create these great things. That's right. Yeah. Inspiring for those of us (laughs) who don't have the luxury of just devoting every day to the things that interest us. That's right. Exactly. Okay. That's all for this second part of the conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. To get the most benefit from this conversation, make sure to download the transcript. It has the entire conversation, plus notes about the language we use. It also explains a lot of the vocabulary. You can use it to test your listening comprehension, to look up important words, or as a basis for discussion with your teacher or language exchange partner. You can find it at betteratenglish.com slash transcripts. Until next time, keep on practicing your English. In fact, you can practice right now by leaving me a voice message or writing something on the Better at English Facebook page. You can find all the ways to get in touch at betteratenglish.com slash contact. Bye for now. 